0: Hello and welcome. It's Kristen Wombeck here and welcome to Intentional Now Podcast. How is everybody doing? <laughs> Everybody's doing. Hey, I am using um, a different microphone today. Um, I did my tests and stuff and it sounded like it was better and improved. Um I hope so. I hope so. If you have um, a suggestion or a comment about my microphone, whether you thought it was better, whether it wasn't as good as what I used to use, um, just pop it in the comments and let me know. I really value um, what you have for me and... um, It just helps us to fine tune and, and talk together, right? And that's what we're doing here today. We are talking together, getting to know each other, and we are wandering our way through the unfinished book. Okay, well, let's get going. So I invite you to follow the podcast when you um, hit the follow button. What that does is that puts an email in your inbox immediately when I have published um, a new episode and therefore you can download it or play it directly from your email. You also could pop over to kristenwombeck.com and I have all of the episodes listed there with some helpful notes and tips and what we talked about And also you can go to your favorite uh, podcast server, your application on your phone or in your mobile device. And you can also find Intentional Now there. Okay, well, great. So here we go. (laughs) Another week. I am always so surprised how quickly a week goes, aren't you? Hmm. (laughs) And I want to thank you and thank you for purchasing the unfinished book. And just a reminder that you can find the unfinished book um, on Amazon, Barnes and Noble. It comes in all formats are available for you to purchase, or you can order one directly online from you know who yours truly. And I would be very honored to sign it for you. Okay, so um, today we are going to be doing number three, the gateway of three infinite changes, which is chapter 10, and we have taken three weeks to chew our way through it. And it's been really exciting. And um, last week, I gave you a little bit of homework. (laughs) I hope you had a chance to go over and check it out. So um, I did, in our last Sunday greeting, gathering, um, I recorded um, live on Instagram um, about... um, what is your story? And so I invited you last week to pop over on Instagram. And if you really had your ears on, I also invited you to do a hashtag, which is hashtag intentional now podcast. And that way, when you comment, I will know that you are a listener And that is just so encouraging. And that is why we're here today, right? To encourage one another, to communicate, to remember we are changing the way, the things that we say yes to. We are evaluating, we're asking really good questions, right? Okay. So over the course of the last two weeks of infinite change, I shared with you some different things and different perspectives about how the kingdom of heaven is within you. The kingdom of heaven is without you. I mean, it goes, that door swings in and out and also the kingdom of heaven that scripture tells us about. When we encounter heaven and then we bring heaven to earth, right? So if you haven't, is this if this is the first time that you are listening, um, you're welcome. I welcome you. Oh, I almost forgot. Hello, Hungary. <laughs> we I had a brand new listener in Hungary, and I just say welcome and hello. You know, I get really excited. For those international ones. So it's just amazing um, how the vehicle of podcasting can just spread your voice. And to me, it just feels like a really intimate um, pen pile, right? And so I want to say welcome and thank you. And I see you. I see the listeners. I see who is uh, listening Not individually, um, but I see the country you're listening from. And I suppose if I really look deeply into my stats, I could probably figure out um, a little bit closer. So you do have a little still your anonymity, right? (laughs) But it is so encouraging. So when you listen, just be aware that there's many ears that are here and we're listening together right? We're listening together. Yes. All right. Let's keep going. And any of them, the references that I talk about here today, I stick the links in the description part of the episode so you can pick those up. Because sometimes most of you are probably driving when you're listening to me. So pay attention to the road and where you're going. But I put those links there so that you, when you're driving and stuff, when you get back to a place that you can make a note, you can just check in the definitions, the description of the episode and get those links and get yourself directly there and you can make those notes. Okay, there we go. Okay, I'm just reading through my notes. All right. Yay. Are we ready? Hmm. Three infinite changes. It continues. And I'm going to um, continue reading through my book. Um, I don't read everything, but it really sets up what we're going to talk about, um, how Holy Spirit is going to talk through us and what he places on our heart. So I kind of go back and forth. So again, you know, oh, if you're at home and you have the ability to open up the unfinished book and just follow along with me and um, we're reading in between the lines, what's going on while I'm writing the book, what's going on currently and how that this particular text can touch both of us, right? So remember when we left off for a couple of weeks, how we encounter, how I encountered um, this crazy encounter about being on the ocean. Remember the spiritual ocean and my personal garden inside me, the kingdom of heavens within me, right? Right. And so there is a gateway of first love. That's the first place that, that Jesus comes in and he sits inside of you. Okay. And so um, for years, Jesus was inside of me and I was happy and cozy and he was teaching and loving on me. And just like it says in revelations three 20, he stands at that door and knocks. Well, over a period of time, I actually thought, well, if the door opens in to let him in, the door certainly must open out. So that's when I ventured out into his kingdom or crossed through the torn veil of his life and sacrifice. And I stepped into heaven. And that is a quick description in a nutshell. So we've gone from my glo- my garden being totally flooded <laughs> and Jesus teaching me there. I went through the veil, right? The garden's flooded and then I think that's everything. But I will remind us if we need reminding, right? So, here we are every day and I do this every day. I open the door and I invite Jesus to come in because Jesus is truth. So Jesus continues to move me into greater truths. He moves all of us into greater truths. He dwells inside of you and me and that dwelling is constantly under construction. Constantly. So I asked myself in the text, what did I glean in my Noah experience? A serious heavenly baptism. That is what went on. So what happened is I broke through into new realms, new understandings, and actually new mindsets to find myself sitting on different floors And those floors used to be my ceiling. Note to self, ask yourself, what ceiling is over the top of you? And is it time to break through it and make it your floor? Good question, huh? So here we are. And that baptism, that flooding that I explained to you, even though it's really odd and different, it's an encounter in heaven. Heaven is odd, different, and unique because we're talking about spiritual things, right? So we focus and we're directed. So the debris, imagine that debris that washed down the tub and made me so clean right in that baptism just imagine it so imagine the story of Noah and all of the earth getting washed and we take that and we apply that to our life and what happened to me in the spirit and I got totally washed and now all that debris has gone down the tub down the drain and I've come up, and now I'm sitting in a different place, and I'm sitting in heaven, okay? And it's as simple as this. Jesus, I open the door, and I invite you in. Okay, here we go. So, welcome to my 50s kitchen. I'm serious. Welcome have a seat. You know, even Noah had a mountaintop to discover. So here I am. I have a mountaintop to discover. The waters have receded to reveal a cleansed land, a washed mindset. Communion for me is always remains, but where you meet with him, where I have that communion with Jesus, it transforms me you know, you dine within you, the kingdom within you. And you also feast at his table in the kingdom of heaven. Remember the kingdom of heaven's within you. The kingdom of heaven is without or going out through the door. Just let him lead and prepare the place you eat at. His body and blood are always the perfect provision, no matter how he serves it. Now, I'm going to give a little bit of a mm, heads up here. Just don't overthink it. That's the biggest thing about spiritual encounters. Don't overthink it. Just say, Jesus, this is what I saw, or this is what I perceived, or this is what I felt. That is just like Jeremiah. How many times did Jesus ask Jeremiah, what do you see? It's the same principle. Don't overthink it. So just move along with me as I continue on. So my journal notes say regarding my 50s kitchen is it's my yoking up destination. So I'm yoking with Christ, right? Learning his face as an ox, being yoked with Christ, learning to carry and work together, trading, walk together, unity, oneness, how he plows and how he works the kingdom. It is a different place of being taught by the Lord. So I spent time in the garden, in that garden. Remember the garden of my heart? I spent a tremendous of time there. Before I went, hey, I'm sitting in front of a house. Don't you think I should go check it out? And then I checked out the house and it flooded, remember? So his yoke is easy and his burden is light. And he says, come to me, all you who are weary and heaven laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart. And you will find rest for your souls, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Matthew eleven twenty eight through 30. So when I look through his word, it is a season to learn to enter rest. Who would have thought that the face of an ox, the four faces of God, would teach you rest? The living memory This 50s kitchen that I'm describing is so familiar. It's just like the farmhouse in which I grew up. It's quaint. Those painted white cabinets, a window over the sink with gingham curtains, chrome trim on a gray and white table with four chairs. It had a vintage refrigerator with rounded corners, a mudroom leading to the back door, and a noisy slamming screen door. Can you hear it? (laughs) There was a small kitchen garden out back, which was attached to a large farmer's field. The farmer's field was lined with oak trees on the northbound, north boundary, and it was small. It was an intimate cottage to meet with the Godhead. That's, that's where I hung out with him. That was my new place of communion with the Godhead. So, okay. Where does one start? Well, I spent almost two years sharing communion here with all of them, with Father Jesus, Holy Spirit, the gate of my first love, my fellowship place as a transformational altar. This is what it looked like to me. It was so comforting. I was so familiar with it. And we talked and Jesus took me places, but this was like our our main corporate office, right? This was the head place that we always meet. So the end meets with the beginning. It's kind of like a crossing over place. Yes, my place of learning how to be yoked with Christ was uniquely transformed. This season helped me to understand what he was doing in me, what to plow and what to leave fallow. The text for this is found in Hebrews 9 about the earthly tabernacle. Now, this is really important. So put your listening ears on. In verse 7, it says, but only the high priest entered the inner room and then only once a year and never without blood, which he offered for himself and for the sins of the people. The sins the people had committed in ignorance by this arrangement Holy Spirit was showing that the way into the most holy place had not yet been disclosed as long as the first tabernacle was standing as long as the first tabernacle let's put it at the first place of our mindsets is standing things aren't disclosed verse number nine It is an illustration from the present time because the gifts and the sacrifice being offered were unable to cleanse the consciousness of the worshipers. Portions of my mindsets were unable to be consciously cleansed. I think I need to read through that again for you. Okay, so that's in Hebrews 9, 7 through 9. Okay, but only the high priest entered the inner room and then only once a year and never without blood. He offered that blood for himself and for the sins the people had committed in ignorance. By this arrangement, Holy Spirit was showing that the way into the most holy place had not yet been disclosed. As long as the first tabernacle was still standing. It is an illustration from the present time because the gifts and sacrifices being offered were unable to cleanse the consciousness of the worshiper. Portions of my personal mindset were unable to be consciously cleansed because I hadn't had that experience. Now the word of God is there. The text is there. But until you experience the text living in you, becoming alive in you, and experience that with Jesus Christ, it, for me, it consciously, I consciously wasn't and moving in that redemption. So, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not yet seen. We love that. Hebrews 11.1. So relationship in him is learning the depths of the gifts and sacrifice he is given, right? Faith produces proof of transformation. Did you get that? Faith produces truth and proof of transformation transformation. I am going to share something with you. So on this mindset, because all of this portion here in Hebrews really dealt with the mindset, my experiences and encounters were actually dealing with my mindsets being changed because I was experiencing the way, the truth, and the life, Jesus himself, right? So I want to invite you to a recent blog post that's also posted in Instagram. It's called Need a Little Clarity. Okay, I'm going to read through that a little bit. So that post is Need a Little Bit of Clarity. Do you need clarity? So when we need clarity and Remember, my journey from this goofy ocean now to the top of a mountain, now into a 50s kitchen, each one, a different door of understanding was being opened to me. So one of the important things is, is we never really understand how much the generation that we were born in imprints our life. And I'm going to talk more about that in a minute it molds our life and molds our relationship. So in this particular blog post and Instagram post, I ask you if it's time to inventory the keys on your key ring. Yeah. You ever get caught with carrying so many keys on your key ring and it just like, it weights down on my husband's a professional technician and he just like hates it because it's so hard on the car when you have this huge key ring. And so one of the things that I point out is I ask myself, am I holding any keys to the past because I don't need those keys anymore. I don't ever want to go back through those doors again. So it's time for me to dump them into the trash bin. So I ask you, do you have any keys from the past that you're holding on to? Good, huh? So sometimes your past will talk you out of your future. Sometimes your past will talk you out of your future. It's like the kingdom of heaven within you, right? That I've been talking about throughout the book, but really focusing on it in the last couple of chapters, right? So as long as you stay in the kingdom of heaven within you, and remember, that's good. But maybe you never reach for the door, the door that let Jesus in. Maybe you never question it. Maybe you talk yourself out of it. Your past does. There is always more in Jesus Christ. So don't let your past talk you out of your future. Right? And I'm going to ask you another question. And how will, how will you talk yourself into your future? great questions huh i encourage you go check out that um that blog post instagram post i appreciate your comments let's keep going okay i love to put great questions in your mind for you to think is that's what we're here for this is a workshop discussion so that we can think and ask questions Why do we say yes to certain things in our life? Why do we say yes to certain ways that we think? Or do we even challenge our thinking and the let our relationship with Jesus, even our relationships that are in our area of influence, do we ever question why? And what? Okay. Okay. All oh, right. right. So it's obvious by my encounters that I'm sharing with you that I had mindsets. I had mindsets, the kingdom of heaven within me, my garden. So I, I broke through that mindset by checking the door. It flooded. I was cleansed, baptized in a spiritual way. I'm sitting on a mountaintop. I'm in his kingdom now. Each one of those is he is changing my mind because he is the truth, right? So sometimes those mindsets, or for me, I encounter rooms or understandings. Sometimes there are blockages that are still standing very much like the first tabernacle. There is no consciousness of being cleansed. I'm unable to actually allow Jesus's sacrifice to cleanse me because I haven't experienced it. Holy Spirit is always showing the way into more of God. So in this particular season, during this tremendous time of change, God taught me about resources. Seeing in this 50s kitchen, the vintage refrigerator, it was always full. The cupboards in the kitchen were always filled. Good thing as resources in the natural transform too. So when you enter into rest, it's as close as the kitchen table. Learning to eat and to receive from his goodness. Everything flows from love. And that all that I was learning was flowing from love as if you were eating a hearty bowl of chicken soup and a slice of buttered homemade bread. (laughs) You drift on the river of life that's flowed through your little kitchen and it's transforming me and changing the world around me. And I have, yes, I said, I have fond memories in this little spiritual kitchen. And you sure can get to know someone when you eat with them every day, right? (laughs) Yeah. So, just a side note about transformation the blood of Jesus is the most powerful force we have interceding for us. However, without the employment of the blood, The redemption it provides is like a court ruling not being enforced. Yikes. It's like a court ruling. You have every legal power and it's been judged on, ratified, and it's not being enforced. Interesting how my place of first love has changed. The realm that holds feeling and purpose and spiritual memory. Shouldn't Jesus on the inside of you promote transformation? Question again. Shouldn't Jesus on the inside of you promote transformation? Sometimes the furniture just needs to be rearranged, upgraded, donated, or stuck out in the trash bin. The concept of the kingdom being in you, it's bizarre, it's unfathomable. It has a framework with many similarities found in the tabernacle design. The outer court, the inner court, the most holy place, the body, soul, the spirit, fantastic types and shadows, kingdom patterns. So, my original framework had been beaten down and confused. Life and circumstances may speak loudly, and I've experienced many different tools of inner healing over the years. But it's interesting how genetics, traumas, wrong understanding... The enemy can create blockages that stop the flow of the river of God in your life. Yeah, they stop the flow. Without that experiential uh, moving and experiencing Jesus, things just don't move out of our lives or out of our ways and they remain the same. So I want to highlight just another invitation for you is regarding inner healing. Um, I'm going to leave a link, but if there's something that I've shared with you today and you go, geez, Kristen, I'm really feeling stuck in this area. I really would like your help to help me get unstuck to to maybe get some more understanding and allow Jesus to put some light on a matter so that I can shift. I invite you. I have some inner healing sessions that are available. You're more than welcome just to to schedule them. I have that all worked out and I would love to spend time with you and help you. That is one of the reasons why I'm here, right? Okay. All right. Let's continue on. So, I've invited you because I can teach you how to step through the veil. That's what we're doing here. Okay. And I can teach you how to engage the courts of heaven. I can teach you protocols of heavenly government, gateways of your spirit. But the most important thing to me, I would rather instead support you to learn how to ask yourself. Yes. One of my favorite scriptures, Psalms 139, 23, and 24. Search me, O God, and know my heart. Try me, know my anxious thoughts, and see if there be any lousy way vexing path in me, and lead me in everlasting way into all righteousness. I want to know if there's a path that I have been walking on that I shouldn't be walking on. In the spirit, in my mind, in my understanding, in my relationships, how I speak, the words that I actually use to speak. And so I ask him to search my heart and have a conversation with me. Well, obviously, in these interesting encounters, he is... So I can continually invite Jesus to search me transparently, and I trust our relationship. I listened to his counsel, admitted to wrongs I partnered with, and the road obviously changed. The veil thinned on the perceptions of my heart, and Jesus took on everlasting flesh. You might ask, how can a veil become thinner when it was rent? That's a good question. Hmm. Experiencing great counters is not the focus. No, heaven is a place to live. If I invited you over for a barbecue, you might admire my garden. You might learn more about my family dynamics and gain understanding through my choice, our choice of decor my family, some of the stories hidden in the treasures, tucked into the nooks and crannies in the shelves, right? You would enjoy a wonderful prepared and cooked meal. Each room of my house has a purpose. The kitchen is for preparing, the dining room for eating, and the bathroom for care, maintenance, and refuge. Refuge in the living room for sitting, Visiting, laughing, the bedroom for sleeping and intimacy, and restoration is in the family room for unwinding, learning, and sharing. A house, our house, the house of the Lord, is always, it always needs cleaning and upkeep, right? So the thinness of the veil is the Father revealing the relationship with the bride. So I am unaware of a room because I've never gone into a room. I've never gone into that particular spiritual dimension. And so when I go in, then it makes me feel something differently. Okay. So I said that I had fond memories in that fifties kitchen, right? Um, that's past tense. Oh my goodness. We're changing again. When I got in, earnest about writing the unfinished book. I mean, 70,750 words genuine. (laughs) Yep, that's kind of scary, isn't it? I committed to moving towards and take responsibility for what I had witnessed in my destiny scroll. Everything that I'm talking to you today about and the encounters that I had that are written in the unfinished work, those book, those are the 70,750 words are genuine. They live in me. I can talk about them. I don't need a, a book to read about them. My book is to share them to encourage you to a deeper relationship with Jesus Christ. But they live in me, and I can re- relate back to them and tell you what He taught me through those experiences. So I am committed to moving towards and taking responsibility for what I had witnessed on my destiny scroll. Distractions in self or otherwise that had hindered my yes, yes, and amen, those needed to change because. I changed them. Transformation is revealing once more. Might as well figure it's a divine pattern that my communion place, my gate of first love will continue to transform until my love looks just like his love. And by the way, I do love interior design. So that day that there was just this mood, you know, here, this fifties kitchen, I have fallen in love with it again because I spent a couple of years there eating every day at that cute little quaint fifties table with the Godhead. Right. And, but that day I just, it must've been another door, right? (laughs) Because I was questioning it, you know, I went, hmm, quiet time with him. Hmm. It's not necessarily all hushed and quiet, but Thanksgiving was singing. And I desired, hmm. Well, stirrings were looking forward into the moment when I can say, Lord, the book is finished. Removing the unfinished forever. It's your turn. It's all I want to hear God, right? Here's the pitch. Hit away, hit design. So this day, right? This day. (laughs) That day I asked another profound, Kristen, are you listening? Question. (laughs) Yeah, I do a lot of those. Father, why does my gateway of first love look like a 50s kitchen? Oh. His infinite gesture of body language reacting with a smirk. That means look out, revelation is hitting the ground. So long. let's pause for a minute. Yep. Father, why does my gateway of first love look like a 50s kitchen? <sighs> My spirit leaped forward like a bulldozer and pushed down the 50s kitchen. This cottage, this archaic structure, whoosh, and it was gone. I knew the answers to my question simultaneously to my spirit demolishing. I did, it didn't look like me. Nothing in this place of my first love that I had spent so much time with him seemed like what I would choose personally. I wouldn't have chosen a 50s kitchen. It didn't have my DNA as my home does. No Christian flair, no bow and poof ministry present. My flooding emotions, and this is not an ocean water this time, it melted at the truth the inside of my love had been formed by the opinions of the error I was born in, 1959. Mm -hmm. When tears subsided and his overwhelming goodness allowed me to stand again, all I saw in the spirit was my rectangle glass dining table and four chairs, just like the one I chose as my office desk at church. It's the same one that is right here with me now and holds the microphone and my computer and brings me to you. It's the same glass table, right? So the dust settled. My question was answered, why does it look like a 50s kitchen? Because of the generation I was born in. And so my spirit just bulldozed it. It was gone. Not a board, not a nail or a remnant of that 50s cottage remained. My glass table was smack dab center to a foundation no longer there. That place that I'd yoked up, that field, that garden, the garden remained. And I'm sitting here today and the offerings he brought to the table during this project. His spiritual remnants resting inside of me. Yeah, inside of me. Totally changed. Totally changed. Yeah, totally changed. So we've had three infinite changes. Right? I shared with you my gateway of first love, a garden? I shared with you how the garden flooded when I opened a the door. Then it changed to a 50s kitchen where I hung out for two plus some odd years. And then one day I went, Why does this look like why does this not look like me? So I'm gonna ask you a question. Is anything in your relationship with God, does it not look like you? I mean, all the really good stuff and unique stuff and created gifts that he gave you, does anything not look like you? It's a good question. (laughs) So remember how we started all this. You never know how strong you are until being strong is the only choice you have. I am now at 41,876 words with you. Pretty amazing, huh? Yeah. <sighs> we are done. Finished. Finished <laughs> with Chapter 10. Chapter 10 was such. A chapter of transformation and change, and sharing it with you. And I trust that Holy Spirit is so touching your heart and so taking my questions that I ask myself and I ask the relationship and I ask the questions why is it this way? When you ask the way, the truth, and the life, when you ask Jesus Christ Himself and you experience His answers. Maybe the inside of you where you have communion with Jesus doesn't look like a 50s kitchen. Great! <laughs> it can look any way that you in your relationship with him. Anyway. But it's a table and it's a chair and it's a place of communion for you. So take those questions. Ask them. Ask those questions. Allow him to change, change you, transform you. Mm-hmm. So we are at the point in time in our podcast (laughs) where there's question time, right? (laughs) And again, I very much appreciate the comments that you leave in the podcast. Ask me questions as well, and I'd be happy to discuss them um, on the the podcast because it's so much fun. And remember, again, if you pop over to Instagram and follow me on Instagram, make sure that you put hashtag intentional, not international, intentional now podcast. And that will let me know that you are a listener. It's kind of like the world becomes smaller, right? Oh, yeah. And I almost forgot. Oh, yay. Today, I built a Facebook page just for Intentional Now Podcast. So now we have a place that we can hang out, right? <laughs> Another place. I love it. I like social media because it is an absolutely free place for me to share and for in the sharing and because if I didn't share, right? If I didn't take that brave action to start a podcast, to have a different Facebook um, platform, to not have have Instagram, and to daily, you know, post and respond, then how would this conversation that you and I have had here today, how would that have reached your ears? it wouldn't have. That is how important you are to me. That is how important that Jesus Christ living in me to talk to you is. It really brings our table much closer, doesn't it? So I have been thinking all day today because I knew that I was going to to make another episode and in that thinking I was thinking well what would you ask me what would you ask me and if we were just sitting here on my glass table it's oh I think my table is probably big enough for eight people you could fit ten people around it and it is my desk because one of the reasons why I chose a glass table because when somebody came and sat down with me in my office, I didn't want to f- it to feel like there was any barrier between us. I wanted it to feel like there was light, and that's why I have a glass desk because <laughs> I want light between us. Isn't that good? <laughs> so we're sharing a cup of coffee. Hmm, what would you what would you ask me? So because I give you tools hmm, and I share with you connections to help you realize the life that God gave you to live. And that's, you know, that's why we have this podcast here is so that we can share a connection and we can learn and grow and transform and realize and live the life that God gave each one of us. So. Maybe, how about I'll ask you a question today. Are you living it? Are you living the life that God gave you to live? Are you opening the doors? Are you getting rid of old keys and receiving new keys, but when you receive a new key, do you open the new door and then discover the new room? Hmm. Are you living the life that God gave you? That's my question for you today. I gave you a little homework. (laughs) You know where to find me. And you're more than welcome to comment on that. I bless you. I very much appreciate that you have spent this time with me today. Wherever you're going, I just um, decree God's speed over you and safety. Yeah. And we can take out some divine insurance, right? We sure can for ourselves. And I thank you God for just this wonderful opportunity that we have had to talk, to discuss. And I thank you for the words, all those 70,000 plus words that you gave me, and they are still very much alive. And they're speaking to me, they're speaking to the listener They're speaking through the podcast and God, I just give you praise and I thank you for that. I thank you for my listeners taking the time for them, rightly dividing the word of truth in their life. And I know Holy Spirit that you teach us and comfort us and reveal truth. We give you praise. We give you praise. And I thank you for everything that you're doing in us and through us and around us for this next week and then some. I bless you. You have a good rest of your day. I look forward to seeing your reaction and interaction back my way all the way here in Corvallis, Oregon. Bye now.